What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Scoutology Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Mayo, and also the founder of Scoutology. And today, live from Tulum, Mexico, we are talking about Qatar's leading score, the leading score in the FIBA U16 Asian Championship, Mohamed Nadal. Now, you know what our tagline here is. We are discovering and developing the future of basketball. This is going to be a good one because Mohamed Nadal is a player who I, I'm really interested in, an intriguing prospect, uh, an encouraging young man. His numbers speak for themselves, but the way in which he's going about doing what he's doing on the court is something I just have to tell you guys about. So before we get started though, I wanna encourage you guys to do a few things. Number one, if you're watching right now on either one of these beautiful cameras that I have set up here in Mexico, it's a nice morning here in Mexico. And if you've also heard the other podcasts I did on Yassim, then you know that the two-pack kind of got delayed because there was a storm coming right towards me while I was doing yesterday's podcast. So this is a Tulum morning, but I saw a lightning strike. My camera's overheating yesterday, so I was like, let me hurry up and wrap this up. But we're back the following morning to get this two-pack done. Mohamed Nadal from Qatar. I want you guys to listen to this. Now, these stats could have been crazier, but we'll get into that. He averaged 26 points per game in the FIBA U16 Asian Championship. That led all scores in the FIBA U16 Asian Championship. He averaged 26 points, he shot 55% from the field, uh, 29.3%, almost 30% from three-point land. He shot 58% from the free throw line. We will talk about all of these things, of course, in depth. 13 rebounds per game, he led the tournament in rebounds. Mind you, I'm sorry guys, he's a 6'4 guard, uh, and I'll get more into his, his, his position in a second. 13 rebounds that led the FIBA U16 uh, participants. Three and a half, of 3.3 assists, 2.7 blocks, second most blocks in the tournament. 1.6 steals. He turned the ball over four times a game. He finished with the highest efficiency of any participant in the tournament, a 216 efficiency. Played seven games, seven games in Qatar. He finished with seven double-doubles in Qatar obviously a leader in that category as well. Qatar, uh, they made their first ever quarterfinals appearance in history, and they did so in dramatic fashion in the comeback win over India. What an amazing game. It's on YouTube. I encourage you guys to go check it out. Uh, Abdullah Yassim and Mohamed Nadal, and you know, I'm from DC DMV, the DMV area. Uh, so we call him Mohamed Mo. We're gonna call him Mo, and I see his friends call him Mo as well. So we're gonna call him Mo. When I'm in DC, they call me Mo. The quarterfinals appearance was phenomenal. In 2022, Qatar lost to India 77 to 51. Nadal had 13 in that game, and uh, uh, Yassim went scoreless. And then this time around, they both combined for 60 points in that game. Nadal recorded uh, 29 points, 11 boards, six assists, two steals, and three blocks. And Abdullah Yassim finished with 31 points and made seven three-pointers. If you want to know about this Yassim kid I'm talking about, Abdullah Yassim kid I'm talking about, make sure you go check out the podcast I just did. It's probably already out. Uh, he's a hooper in that jump shot. I call it a sharp shooting point guard. Undersized with huge feet, which why am I bringing up his feet? You got to go check out the podcast to get that information. But let's dive right in. First of all, his frame, 6'4", solid frame, long arms, long legs, and he can take a beating. He's he's a physical, I would call him, I would call him borderline physical specimen for his for his age he's 16 years old um 
he is not afraid of contact now i call him you know if you play 2k you kind of understand like the classifications of players he's a right now he's a pure slasher he's getting downhill he's getting to the rim and one thing i really appreciate about him in this setting is that not only is he physical enough to get through and take the beating and the pounding of getting downhill going through the lane going through arms going through bodies and finishing at the room through contact initiating the bump in contact but he has a soft touch around the rim he almost had 70 percent from two-point range he almost had 70 percent from two-point range and that is a testament to how good of a finisher he is he's an excellent finisher with the soft touch now he is right hand dominant but he's a really good finisher a bruiser with a soft touch i love that because a lot of times you see guys who like to utilize their physicality and their body and their frame but all that power makes it hard for them to kind of tone the notch down a little bit to finish at the rim. So it's they don't have if you if, if you understand what I'm saying, like if you're strong, but you don't have the touch. But he has both. He has soft touch and utilizes the angles on the backboard well, but he is right hand dominant. So that's my one gripe about his finishing is that he needs to increase his proficiency in the left hand. But he has a really soft touch uh, otherwise and can finish through contact, does not mind getting down and in the paint in the trenches and doing the dirty work um and speaking of his athleticism and his frame he is extremely athletic oftentimes the most athletic player on the floor however it's sometimes hard for him to display just how athletic he is because of and i spoke about this in the abdullah yassim podcast because of the the lack of intricacy in the sets that the team runs and also like surrounding talent so with him and abdullah being the two primary uh, contributors in the in the scoring department defenses typically load up on him and the teammates aren't necessarily the best help uh to take attention off of him so in those situations where maybe you're in the half court and you get one-on-one uh uh situations you, all you have to do is beat your man and maybe meet a center at the rim typically he's going through three sometimes four defenders to get to the rim so you can't necessarily always see those high flying finishes above the rim finishes but he does utilize his athleticism to finish above the rim to finish through contact to to be the first one off the floor to attack the boards on rebounds his athleticism is there he's like i said was oftentimes the most athletic player on the floor in all of the games that i saw uh during the fiba u16 asian championship uh his scoring, he's a raw scorer. Like I said, he's a slasher. He's going to get to the rim. And I want you guys to think about this. And we'll talk more about this as we get into the shooting uh, breakdown of his game. Averaging 26 points per game, but 26 points per game and shooting, I want to say, a good amount of free throws per game. I want to say it was nine free throws per game, maybe 11. He's taking a lot of free throws because he's taking a lot of beatings, but he's only he's shooting less than 60% from the free throw line. But he's averaging 26 points. Catch that. Catch that for me. Averaging 26 points, high volume free throw shooter, but shooting less than 60% from the charity stripe. That means you have to be a really good finisher, right? Because if you're not making your free throws and you're shooting less than 30% from three point range, but you're averaging 26 points, where are you getting your points from? That's how good of a finisher he is. Now I've already alluded to it, so I gotta go into it. And we're talking about his scoring in general. He's a really raw scorer. You can tell he's comfortable getting downhill. He has a nice first step for his size. He's physical. He can typically dominate the players that he's coming in contact with, even though he's 6'4". Like, he's a 6'4 guard with like a, I call him a guard out of necessity uh, because I feel like he's more of a small forward on the small forward track, but he's been a guard out of necessity because of his point production and his skill being above his surrounding teammates. But 
He doesn't have a great jump shot right now. His shot discipline is very, very lax right now. What I mean with his shot discipline is a lot of his shots look different and he's not consistently doing the right things that increase the likelihood of him making the shots that he's attempting. So number one, his feet. If you look at his jump shot, his left foot is typically aimed away from the basket while his right foot is typically toward the basket. His, his base is a little too wide. Those are two things like your shot. If we're looking from bottom up, you have to have consistent feet and a consistent base. Those things are not consistent right now in his jump shot. He's also a side shooter. So he's loading off of his right elbow and turning his body. He's a side shooter and that can sometimes cause difficulty and consistency with his jump shot as well. He goosenecks, so a gooseneck means he's typically pushing his shot. He could get more arc and lift on his shot and finish true cookie jar, really exaggerating his uh, follow through like we saw from Adula Yassim, who was the sharpshooting point guard that they that is his teammate, really exaggerating and elevating that that uh, that follow through. He's more of a gooseneck, so he's more of a push shot. And because he's so athletic, uh, it seems as though he's maybe releasing a little prematurely, prematurely and getting maybe too much lift, jumping too high on his jump shot. Just some things that we have to tweak in his jump shot to be to help him become a proficient shooter. But he did have moments where he got hot from from deep. He just needs to to be put into a position to be coached by a, sh a shooting coach and a skills coach to kind of to enhance those things. We're talking about a 16 year. We're talking about a sophomore here who is able to score 26 points off the strength of him being athletic, having a soft touch, and having a pretty decent handle for his size. Like I said, he's not a true guard, even though he's listed as a guard. He's more of a tweener. He's a three, playing a, playing the guard out of necessity. Uh, Right-hand dominant driver as well. Not gonna see a lot of, not gonna see a lot of uh, uh, pull-ups from him, even though he did kind of pull him out a couple times. He's more confident in getting downhill into the rim. So. All in all, the jump shot needs some work, uh, but the athleticism is there, the frame, the physicality is there. His finishing is good at this moment, needs to be more left-hand proficient in ball handling and in finishing. Uh, his defense with those super long arms and his physicality and his frame, he could make for a disruptive defender, specifically at the guard position. If he wants to continue to pursue the guard track, it is there for him, I just think that like, I, like I've said a billion times, it's been out of necessity that thus far. But in terms of guarding ones and twos, six four with super long arms, and as built as he is at this age, he could really be a force guarding ones and twos. Now, in the same way I talk about his defense in terms of being a force, laterally he can't be taken advantage of. And I wondered sometimes when watching his film, is it because of a lack of focus thing, like? Lack of focus in terms of like energy preservation for the offensive end since he really was the number one, maybe sometimes the number two option on offense, or is it a foot speed thing? And I don't think it's necessarily a foot speed thing because he has a decent first step going against defenders. So I think it's more of a willingness to play defense the full duration of the game. But again, when you go and look at some of the games that he was playing in, he was the him and Abdullah were the only guys out there. You can understand being the guys on a team. It's like, bruh, it's tiring out here playing this brand of basketball. But one thing I do want to say in response to that is he played pretty much every minute of every game 
and there were very few times and moments where I was like, he's he's mailed it in. Like, he's fighting for rebounds. Like, look at it, 13 rebounds per game. He's crashing the glass hard. He is high energy. He's wiry. He's always the first guy off the floor on, on the boards. He's boxing out. He's he's getting putbacks. He's chasing down blocks on the fast break. And then he's taking over on the offensive and doing everything he can to put points on the board for his team. I said I was going to keep it to 10 minutes. I don't know if that felt like maybe it was a little bit of a rush for you guys. It felt a little rush for me just because I'm so excited about him, but I'm trying to stay true to my time limit. I'm already up on 20 minutes at this point. But I think all in all, Mo is a prospect and so is Abdullah, but I'm gonna speak about Mo here. Mo is a prospect that has all the tools to translate to the American brand of basketball, the American style of basketball and be successful here. I think he deserves the attention of American I think he deserves the same attention that American sophomores and his peers are getting, but he's just in Qatar. I think he is an excellent overseas prospect and that he needs to come over to the States and he needs to be immersed in a higher level of competition, a higher level of basketball that not only uh, challenges him, but also forces him to to forces or almost expedites his growth as a basketball player especially if the NBA is his uh is his goal is that something that he wants to be as his final destination I think if the faster he can get over to the states and play a more competitive brand of basketball it will go a long way for him his shot I mean he seems like a hard worker so and he put up like I want to say what was he putting up uh how many threes he was shooting six threes per game like I think that uh, his shot has uh, an, an opportunity to be good. It's, it's, it's not terrible, but it definitely needs some work. He needs a shot coach. He needs a skills coach to help develop his ball handling, to help develop how also how he's reading defenses. Sometimes you can tell like he's kind of a little tunnel vision to his slashing abilities. So there's this one play that we were breaking down the other day. He's right wing defender in front of him. The, the center's not in ice. So he's tip, he's hanging around the, the free throw line. And then we have the help side defender from the opposite corner, kind of cheating over, but not really committed. He goes tween pull up in that situation. If you can imagine what I'm saying while I'm describing it to you, he goes tween pull up instead of beating his defender off the dribble, taking him to the rim, knowing that the, the, the center's not in ice. So he really can't, he really can't uh, contest the shot. And even if he did, the center didn't look like he was built like that. He wasn't a foot or anything. He was like a, a kind of round six foot seven center. Like you could have taken him, especially with his size. And even if uh, the center decided to come and help down, it's an easy drop off to a two to his teammate or a corner find to an open three. Stuff like that. It, it just comes with number one being a student of the game and also having the right people around you helping you develop your knowledge of basketball so i think he is one of the players that i saw in the fiba u16 asian championship that deserves a u.s look that deserves some sort of attention uh in terms of how we are grading these overseas prospects not a lot of people are looking to qatar and asia for 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 basketball players but they are there and Mohamed Nadal is proof. Full scouting report, full breakdown available on my Scoutology page on Substack, the landing page, the home page, the home site of Scoutology. Scoutology.substack.com. 10 category um, scouting report, breakdown, and notes in detail about who he is as a player 
and what I think he can be in the future. If you enjoyed this content, as always, leave a like, share, subscribe, leave a review, and um, that's it. Yo, the, the Qatar 2023, the FIBA U16 Asian Championship was lit. I don't see many people talking about it. I know the NBL started. I know uh, uh, the French League has started, the LMB. We got uh, Mexican League basketball going on here, Spanish League. Like, we got a lot of basketball starting. The NBA is right around the corner. I don't see anybody talking about FIBA U16 Asia. It was some hoopers there. Shout out to New Zealand who won. Or was it New Zealand or, or uh, Australia? It might have been Australia. I think they... I think they hit the three P. Shout out to Australia or New Zealand. Whoever hit whoever won, congratulations. I'm how can I say y'all gotta check it out? I don't even know the winner. That means I need to go ahead and sign off. Until next time, it's been your boy Quentin Mayo. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Scoutology Podcast. I encourage you to become a paid subscriber as well on Substack because you get full access to the archives of Scouting Reports, QA's with me. Um film breakdown so much more is available when you become a paid subscriber and i also just am thankful for those who choose to support me in that way who do you guys want me to scout next if you are overseas and you're watching this who do you think is is worthy of some looks here from this is not the united states i'm in tulum but who do you think deserves a look like um, an american look those who can play and should be on the track to play in the nba who do you guys think let me know. I'll check them out. Until next time, God bless. I love you guys. Peace.